Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition, Newcastle. Welcome, Nottingham Forest to St James's Park on Boxing Day. And this week I'm joined by Nottingham Forest podcaster Matt Davies. You might remember Matt as uh, part of the, the podcast team down at Nottingham Live. He's, he's, he's left and he's gone on to launch his own podcast, Forest Focused, uh, in the last few weeks. So uh, that looks like it, it's going very well. And uh, thank you for popping me on to podcast. I'm going to take our listeners behind the curtain a little bit. This podcast is being recorded in the immediate aftermath of Newcastle's 1-0 defeat to Luton, as well as Nottingham Forest's 3-2 defeat to Bournemouth. Uh, Matt, what I didn't tell you while organising it, this is actually going to be the Christmas Day podcast as well. Um, So this could spoil Christmas dinners spectacularly because I feel like people are going to get the real raw emotion, which is either going to be a really good thing or a really bad thing. Um, Let's talk about that defeat for you guys to Bournemouth spent most of the game with 10 men got back into it were pushing for the winner and then to be dealt a cruel blow like that what's the not on effect going to be on Boxing Day do you think? Yeah <laughs> Merry Christmas everyone um, I don't know because we've got a new manager um, who's come in Nuno Espirito Santo he's had a couple of days to work with the players and it looked like he'd done good work with them uh, during this game. But obviously, your plans are derailed by uh, Newcastle fans can look at the, the red cards themselves. If there's anyone who thinks it's a red card, then I, I would say they're, they're crazy because it's just the most ridiculous decision. And I see it's done the rounds on Twitter of people saying, oh, my goodness, what's that? And Mike, um, uh, God, what's the referee's name? Uh, who's on Sky Sports, the, the one who's Mike, always... Mike, Mike Dean. Mike Dean, I was say Mike Reed. I think that's Frank Butcher. Uh, yeah, he's um, he, even he said it's a terrible decision. So yeah, that throws the game off kilter for Forest twenty three minutes in. But then, you know, as has been the story of our season, shooting ourselves in the foot, can't defend the ball in the box. Box and Dominic Slanky scores a hat trick. And as we were saying before we started recording, he just looks like an elite level Premier League striker these days. So we've not helped ourselves and not been helped by the referee and. How that impacts this game, I really don't know. Forest could try and inspire a sense of injustice and take that into uh, St James's Park, um, but the problem is, you know, at home. Uh, I'm sure you've discussed this at length. At home, Newcastle are like a different beast compared to what they are away. So it's a very, very big uphill task for Forest, regardless of the circumstances. Unfortunately. Yeah, Newcastle's home form is what is underpinning their season because their away form is absolutely dire. Losing 1-0 to Luton, who were obviously going to be motivated by the, what happened to Tom Lockyer, but it, it's no excuse for the way Newcastle played, especially in that first half, just outfought um, by a Luton Town, who hadn't kept a clean sheet all season and then kept one against Newcastle United and really could have won by 3-4. I think the woodwork was definitely Newcastle United's favour uh, down at, uh, at Luton. And yeah, you're right, You know the home form... Newcastle are a different beast at home, but I, I am a little bit worried about this away form sneaking into their form at home. And I think if Forrest can find luck on their side on Boxing Day, that's what they'll be hoping for, that you know Newcastle United's home form eventually does collapse. Yeah, you mentioned there the new manager coming in. What was your view on, 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 on the outgoing manager? Was it time for a change? And, and is Nuno the right manager to come in? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, just before I just go back to your point there, it's interesting because obviously Forest's season last season was underpinned on home form and it every away game cranked up the pressure on the next home game and eventually we lost and it, it we had a real relegation wobble. Obviously we're having that this season, but I think that's the warning sign for Newcastle that 
if you have a home defeat, it puts so much pressure on your away form to get something. Um, yeah, Cooper, I mean, oh, yeah, Forest fans love Steve Cooper. He'd done an amazing job, bottom of the championship, into the Premier League in one season, kept us up last season with all the signings. But I think the last month or so, it felt like it had run its course. I don't think it's entirely his fault. You have 40-odd players thrown at you and you're told to make a team. It's very difficult, but it just got away from him. And we were absolutely dire at Fulham, losing 5-0. Uh, and the last two games against Wolves and Spurs, he went back to tried and trusted lieutenants at the expense of big name or big money signing, certainly. And that's not sustainable. So we still with Nuno coming in and um, going to a different formation, a few changes, worked quite well initially. But obviously the red cards had a huge impact. I think Forrest are hoping Nuno, um, those consecutive seventh place finishes at Wolves, a provincial club of a similar size to Forrest, is kind of the blueprint to take us forwards he's had a terrible time at Spurs and he went to Saudi Arabia and uh, I don't read too much into that um, that's almost an irrelevance in a sense but he did get sacked there although he won the league I, I think I'm hoping the Spurs thing is just a, a false flag in a sense and we get the Nuno that did so well at Wolves but he's got such a big job on his hands you know we've got these two games before the January break and we have to try and make some use of them which puts a big emphasis on this Newcastle game and even more so Manchester United on the 30th. We've got to get something soon. The way form of Newcastle obviously is the issue. Do you look at that, and I know you've mentioned how good the home form is, but do you look at the away form and think, yeah, you know, we, we, we can get at Newcastle here? I think we can get at Newcastle, not so much in that sense, but in the sense of every time I've seen Newcastle late, they look absolutely shattered. After a certain particular point in the game, you know, 67, probably 70 minutes, um, you can see that they're tiring, you can get at them. And if you're in the game, then you've got a shot. Uh, you know, Kieran Trippi is such a good player, but I, I haven't seen any highlights of the Luton game, but you see his form seems to have gone off a cliff edge. You've had all those defensive injuries and it's going to take time to get back to it. Joel Linton's injured. Uh, Isak's injured Gordon who I think is a really good player uh, you know has obviously got some kind of an issue I think if Forrest can be in the game uh, and uh, you know carry a threat in the last 20 minutes I do think they can get something normally I'm an advocate in these games of sitting back soak it up but I think there might be a merit in just going at Newcastle and just testing their their confidence their fitness and just seeing what we can do because as good as Newcastle are, and I do think they'll win the game, there's obviously chinks in their armour that can give Forrest some hope. Yeah, trying not to be too negative, especially as it's a Christmas Day podcast, but <laughs> I'm feeling down in the dumps. But you are right, I, I do wonder whether the plan for Forrest on it'll be Tuesday, won't it? Just go for a very early goal, because I think if Forrest managed to get an early goal, it's St James' Park on Boxing Day. I think, I think everyone is trying to kind of bury... The nerves, uh, you know, the Newcastle United fan base, I think everyone is feeling nervous deep down inside. And it'll just take one early goal, or not even that. It'll just take one one effort, one really hard challenge uh, for the opposition to maybe just to get that nervousness released. And that, of course, impacts the whole stage. I mean, players can, players can really feel that. Do Forrest have that in their armour to go out and do that and, and, and grab an early goal and, and, and really set the tone, do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the season, I think um, until last week, Forest and Spurs had the most early goals um, in, in the in the whole league. We scored very early at Manchester United. We scored very early against Aston Villa. 
Um, there's, I think there's probably like three or four games where we've started really well. Our problem is just holding a lead. I mean, even today, with, with 10 men, excuse me, we took the lead against Bournemouth and can't hold it for more than five minutes. So I do think we can score there. Um, but similarly, if Newcastle get the first goal or if Newcastle get any goal, we're so vulnerable um, mentally and um, technically just in terms of defending crosses into our box. Uh, obviously, Kieran Trippier worries me immensely that if he's on form and he's loading quality balls in from that right wing for Isaac or Wilson or whoever it is, then that's going to be a big, big problem for us. So Anthony Gordon arrives at the back post really well as well. So there's so much to fear for Forrest. But there is just a little bit of hope. Like I'm trying to be the opposite. I know you're trying not to be negative. I'm trying to be positive because I just recorded our post-match stream after the Bournemouth game. I'm just trying to find some hope that makes me think we're not we're not going to get relegated. But it is feeling a bit bleak right now. Did you find some hope in those? Let's say them, especially those open twenty minutes or so before the red card against Bournemouth, where you thought you know eleven versus eleven against an informed against an informed Bournemouth as well. We're not doing too badly. I mean, because afterwards. Forest have clearly shown fight, and then they've lost very late on. There must have been some positive to take out of, of what you saw. Yeah, I mean, actually, we played really well 10 v 11. Um, Chris Wood, who we might come on to, gave us the lead, um, and he helps out the first goal. And from there, we had a real spell of about 10 minutes around the 70 to 80 minute mark where Wood went close again. And we had Bournemouth on the ropes. And then obviously, our you know, failings come into force. But yeah, there was a lot to like from the performance um, that, that does give you hope. If we can hone the best bits of it and Nuno and his staff can fine-tune some of the worst bits of it, then, yeah, I'm not completely uh, doom and gloom. You know, we've got terrible problems, central defence and in goal, far worse than you've got with Nick Pope being injured. Um, you know, we're a total mess. But a new manager, fresh ideas, a, a, a restless home crowd, potentially as good as Newcastle crowd is, yeah, I'm not completely devoid of hope, even if I do think ultimately you'll probably get the best of us. Well, I'm liking your positivity about Newcastle getting the <laughs> best of Forest. When you look at, at, at the players who Newcastle are going to have to really look out for and who Nuno maybe can get out and uh, can get more out of them than, than, than Cooper did, who, who are we looking out for from a Forest point of view? Yeah, um, it's probably sort of the same players that, that um, Cooper was trying to get the best out of. Anthony Langer scored his fourth goal of the season today. You know, four goals, three assists. It's really good for um, a young player in his first season. He's so rough around the edges. He gets caught offside all the time. His final ball can be infuriating. But if that wasn't the case, he'd still be at Manchester United. So he's done really well. Morgan Gibbs-White has had a real up-and-down season because the quality around him isn't so much there with no Tyra or one, you know, Brennan Johnson, who we sold to Spurs. But he's played really well today. Uh, and he's had some, you know, intermittently really good games. So I pin a lot of hope on him. And, you know, it sounds weird, and I wouldn't normally say this, but Chris Wood is a player who's going to go there with a point to prove, who he's got four goals this season. He's had some good games. He's had some absolutely horrendous games. But... Give him the right service, which he had today, and he's shown he can do something for us. You'll 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 have seen more of Chris Wood than me, but I think he'll be highly motivated to try and do something, and he'll definitely start the game. So yeah, Newcastle are going to have to defend well against him with your very much patched up centre halves. Well, Jamal Lasalle's went off injured um, against Luton, so obviously ex uh, Forest man 
will probably not uh, feature on box day. Another injury to to add to the ever growing and ever remaining huge list. We've had a really bad look with injuries, but it's interesting you mentioned Chris Wood because I, I always felt really sorry for him at Newcastle because he never got the the service that you know is his bread and butter. He never fitted into Eddie Howe's style, and I, I never quite understood why you, why you spent all that money on 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 a player who needs the ball booted into the box and that's not really the way Newcastle United play where his Forest can do that and just continue to pepper the box with crosses knowing they've got a man who can put his head on it then I think that's that's the secret to Chris Wood it's not really a secret it's just what Chris Wood needs and if they can do that on Tuesday uh, then I think there's a real chance that that they can get a goal or two and you're right you know he will have a, have a point to prove um, to Eddie Howe about you know you, you shouldn't have sold me um, I've just seen the body challenge, and you are correct. That is a, a horrendous, horrendous he, decision. He gets he's, going to be big, he's going to be a big miss, isn't he, on, on Tuesday? I think so. I mean, he gave us the option of playing three at the back as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we we do have loads of centre-halves, so there are players to come in. We signed Andrew Omobamadeli from Norwich for like 11 million quid on deadline day, and he's not even made a match day squad yet. We might have been on the bench today, I'm not sure. So, yeah, we've got options. Joe Worrell, club captain's out of favour. So, we could play three at the back, which I'd prefer. Our problem is, like, Willie Bolly's the aerially dominant one. We've got Murillo, who's going to be a big star, but he's been susceptible and looks like he's lacking in confidence. And then Moussa Niakate, who's just not really delivered this season. He's been in and out of the team. He's been beaten in the air. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, that... Like Isak's decent in the air if he starts and Wilson's decent in the air and will take up really good positions. But you don't really have someone of Solanke's size and um, quality in the air. So that gives me a little bit of comfort. But obviously, like I say, Trippier puts so much quality in the box and he you can cross uh, high balls or low pull-it-back balls and that kind of stuff that gives me so much uh, fear for, for us. So yeah, Willy Bolly's... Um, definitely a big miss. Oral Mangala, who's a Belgian international regular in their team, uh, went off at half-time, so it remains to be seen as we record this, if he's fit to start. But then again, we've got these dearth of midfielders who uh, who haven't been playing Sangare and Dominguez, who are both internationals respectively. So we have options. The problem is we just haven't had enough players who've really like stood up and cemented their shirt. You can't name more than three or four of our 11 week to week. But, you know, I'm not a Newcastle fan. I could probably name eight or nine of your 11. And then the other two spots, are, is it going to be Isak or Wilson based on, you know, rotation and fitness? And that's one of our, our massive, massive problems this season. Well, it's ironic. Um, one of the, the the big problems that Newcastle have got of that is that the fitness of yeah. these players, the injuries has meant that it's quite easy to name the the start 11 because Eddie Howe has no options to turn to. And you look at Sven Botman coming back, which is great news, but you know, he's coming back and Jamal Asales is, is probably going to be out. And it just, it just rumbles on and on and on. Um, I mean, at home, Newcastle show fight and determination. I think the really worrying thing of late on the road is that they just seem to be lacking that. And that's what sets them apart. It's in James's park. Even when they are tired, even when they are knackered, they've got, that fight about them. Did Forrest bring that fight, do you think, week in, week out as well? No. <laughs> Probably why Steve Cooper got the sack. Um, <laughs> no, they've gone under in too many games, especially away from home. They played really well at uh, West Ham and conceded three goals from... Um, yeah, one was a gift and two were set pieces. They've conceded 
soft goals too often, you know, Brighton at home, stuff like that. Obviously, today is the prime example. So there's a real test for the group with a new manager of whether he can instill that in them. But we haven't seen that fight on the road enough. Away from home this season, they've taken four points where they really did show that grit and determination at Chelsea to get a 1-0 win. But that was on the backs of players who, you know, have since been discarded. Joe Worrell, uh, Ryan Yates has come back into the team, but he was out for a long time. Uh, they were the main men in that and Elanga got the goal. And then at Wolves, the same core of Cooper players really dug in for a 1-1 draw. Um, but we have to move away, for, not away from them, we have to add to them with quality players who just haven't delivered. You know, the, it was genuinely an absolute disgrace at Fulham where we lost 5-0, where expensive signings, or uh, in particularly Sangari and Dominguez, either down tools or are so devoid of confidence that they were absolutely dreadful and had to be taken out of the firing line and we need to bring them back in and maybe we see that at Newcastle based on a couple of injuries and there's a real challenge there for to show the bottle to go out and get something against the top side. I think it was really interesting you mentioned, you know, maybe switching up personnel-wise. I think that is one of the issues that Newcastle are having with this kind of really horrible run of form that they're going through is that Eddie Howe hasn't got the options to change it. You know, the the out-of-form players are having to play week in, week out because there's no one else to replace. And when you remove that element of competition, it's no surprise that maybe performance level drops. And then with Forrest, you've not only got personnel to come in, you've also got the want and desire to impress the new manager. Then you've got fresh ideas as well. So from a Forrest point of view, you must be hoping that all the things that were wrong under Cooper, and maybe this game comes a little bit too early to see, uh, you know, a full-on change, but that the start eradicating uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, I think so. And even like Chris Woods come back into the starting eleven today and done really well. So you take some hope from that. Um, Morgan Gibbs White playing a different role, doing really well. So I think he will um, add and evolve. You know, his players over time. Literally had three days training, and he implemented a different formation. Yet another different formation this season. So. Newcastle are playing us at a really good time. No gap between the matches, effectively like two days. So no training, that's just rest and recovery and just like video stuff, which I think does help Newcastle. But yeah, we have those options and it is interesting. I like um, look at like Lewis Miley and think, oh, I wish we had a Lewis Miley to come through a young, hungry player. So there's a flip side to it, but I appreciate like you just don't have the depth of squad of a team that's going to compete year in, year out for the Champions League. So I'm sure you've discussed that at length. It's going to be interesting to see what, what both clubs do in January to address their, their big pitfalls. Yeah, it certainly is. January always an interesting time. And Lewis Miley taking off against Luton, which didn't please many people because many thought he was actually the midfielder who was doing his job and was unlucky to be sacrificed in the first half. And that's always got to be managed very delicately as well. And it'll be interesting to see if he starts on, on, on Tuesday What's the main weakness, Matt, that Newcastle can exploit of Forest on, on Boxing Day? It's just been the consistent problem with defending balls into our box. We've conceded um, eight goals from set pieces before today. I don't think any of us were from set pieces, but they're all three from crosses. Um, two really good headers by Solanke, and then another one where he's shown the instinct to run in behind for a dropping ball. So you have to give so much credit to him as a, a quality striker, but... We're gifting free headers, you know, 
Solanke scored a header from 16 yards today because he's running onto the ball unmarked. And it's not the first time it's happened. João Pedro did it against us as well. So it's obviously a problem. So like I've said before, Kieran Trippier crossing balls in is a real problem. And I think um, maybe if Livramento comes in from the left and adds another option, obviously Dan Burns a really good player, but maybe he'll be needed to play centre-half. I don't know, but it would worry me more if Livramento starts left-back and then you've got balls coming in from both sides. We are so weak defensively. We have other good attributes, but yeah, there's, if Newcastle put quality in the box, then I just don't see us keeping a clean sheet. Do you know what? I'm feeling more positive with every answer that you're providing, Matt. And I'm going to give another <laughs> reason of positivity to our fans because it is Christmas Day after all. I predicted Fulham to absolutely thump Newcastle, partly based on what they did against Forest and then against West Ham. And thankfully, Newcastle, with the help of a, a red card as well, uh, took Fulham to the cleaners and beat them 3-0. I am not looking forward to this game, though. It, it, it feels a bit like a bit of banana banana peel but given that Newcastle need a win given that they, they seem to be so good at home and they always find a result and given that Sunderland is coming up as well in the in the new year I, I think Newcastle will do all their utmost to send the fans away uh you know happy so they can they can enjoy their their new year I know that doesn't always work out the way you want it so I, I really want to predict a win for Newcastle but there's something just stopping us. Um, so I'm going to come to your score prediction first, Matt, and then see if that changes my mind. Oh, I'll predict a win for Newcastle. I think I've been on here a few times and always predicted something for Forrest. Uh, I think Forrest will play well. I don't think they'll make it easy for you. But I look at your home record. I mean, how many clean sheets in a row? Is it like six clean sheets in a row at home or something like that? Yeah, it's a good number, and that's without obviously um, Nick Port has been out um, of late. I mean, Newcastle picked up eight wins at home. Uh, conceded only four goals um, at St James Park, so you know the, the numbers are positive. The numbers are positive. It's just whether they can they can stop that away form and the mentality that's clearly hampering them on the road, sneaking in the dressing room on Boxing Day. And I feel with every away defeat that goes on, the chances of that happening are more and more and more. And and especially against because Tuesday strikes me as a game. Given, you know what, Nuno have only been in the job not even a week by then, if if my mind's uh, Yeah, maybe exactly a week. Yeah, Maybe exactly. So, you know, no one's expecting Forrest to, to get a win because he's still working out what his best team is. He's still working out if this is the right formation, if that's the right formation. He's now got suspension to deal with, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes when no one's expecting you to win, that's your best chance, isn't it? And I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wee bit nervous. I'm a wee bit nervous. But you, you, you don't seem well. You're not. You've predicted a, a loss, so you're not all that confident at all. Is it? Oh. Ju- is it just the quick turnaround? You think four new notes? You know, if this game was in three, four weeks' time. You might feel a little bit. Yeah, maybe if I'd seen a bit more of us. I mean, we have done it at Chelsea, and we have beaten Aston Villa. So we're not hopeless. We have good technical footballers. I, I just think. You know, you look at Newcastle's numbers at home, and you look at our failings. Um, I think you'll, I think we'll give you a good game. It'll be two 0 or something like that. If you were playing us, maybe like you say, a couple of weeks, Nuno's got a win under his belt. Maybe if we played Manchester United first and beat them, and we'd had a lot more momentum, and he'd had a couple of weeks on the training pitch, or it was after the January break, then I'd feel more confident. But just because he's had so little time. 
He's got, you know, another, a suspension steal with straight away. Um, yeah, I just think Newcastle have got that little bit too much quality and it'll be um, a, a fairly comfortable 2-0 win for them. Um, just where a bit of extra quality tells, but we'll we'll put up the best fight we can on the day, but we'll fall short. Do you know what? I shouldn't give my prediction after that because we could have just finished on a happy note. I'm gonna I'm gonna go score draw. I'm gonna go score draw because I just there's just something not quite right with Newcastle, even though it's at home and even though they showed my prediction up against Fulham, I just think just think because no one's expecting Forrest to get anything out of it, that makes them more dangerous than people maybe give them credit for. And it doesn't even have to be that Nuno's worked out his best team or best formation. You just go in, don't expect anything from it and see what happens. And, and as you say, as we've named, they've got, you know, a few quality players who can definitely um, you know, hurt Newcastle if they take their opportunity. So I'm gonna go score draw. I'm sorry that's not the Christmas present that our listeners and viewers want, but I've got to be honest and realistic. And it is, as I said at the start, literally a couple of hours after Newcastle's 1-0 defeat to Luton, where you would suspect they would go out and beat a relegated, relegation-threatened side. But alas, that's not Newcastle on the road. But as I mentioned, they are very good at home, so hopefully my prediction is wrong. Hopefully Matt, Matt's prediction is correct and it brings you a little bit of Christmas joy. Uh, Matt, thank you very much for popping onto the podcast. I hope your new Forest Venture goes uh, very well indeed uh, to you guys listening and following have a lovely Christmas uh, I hope this hasn't spoiled you Christmas turkey too much uh, fingers crossed Newcastle do get the win on Boxing Day head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to follow it live do our dedicated match day live blog and enjoy the rest of your Christmas day mm-hmm.